Chapter 10 of Down in Water Street by Samuel Hadley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 10 Old Uncle Rube. One of the peculiarities of our work in Water Street is that men will return again and again, though they may stay away for a while and fall apparently beyond the hope of redemption. Still they come back and keep coming back. We believe that if the true, clean gospel of Jesus Christ is preached and testified to with honest, loving hearts, it will make an impression, whether sinners acknowledge it or not at the time, and will bring people back to the same spot. One of the most notable evidences of this statement can be found in the conversation of Mr. Reuben Johnston, or as the boys all call him, Old Uncle Rube. He was born in the corner of Ludlow and Walker Streets, now Canal, in 1821. When 14 years of age, he found employment as a fly-boy on the Journal of Commerce at Wall and Walter Streets, and from there to George S. Nesbitt's job-printing office in the old Tontine building on Wall Street. Every time he changed his employment, it was for the better, and another year found him the feeder in the press room of a morning newspaper. He was of a social disposition, and soon learned to take a glass of beer with the men on payday, and once in a while a glass of gin, but he did not form the drinking habit then. At twenty years of age, he was employed in the press room of the New York Herald under old James Gordon Bennett, where he remained for eighteen years. As his wages increased, he drank more frequently, but he never dreamed that he might some day become a slave to the habit. At thirty, he married, and a few years later lost his mother, and soon after his wife died. While his wife was living, he indulged in an occasional glass, and although he could endure physical suffering, he could not endure mental anguish, and reverted to rum for solace. From the Herald, he passed over to another newspaper and remained there for 14 years. During that time, he had charge of the folding department of a weekly journal. He was one of the six selected in May 1856 to take the Hoe Pioneer Press to London and set it up in the office of Lloyd's Weekly. After this time, the drink habit enslaved him. He drank steadily now, and before long, he lost his employment and had to give up the printing business when he was 50 years of age. In the hope of being cured of this habit, he went to an inebriate asylum. There was no Christian influence in this place, and when he left, he began to drink again, and for years lived the life of a drunken sot. He was known around among the fraternity, and when he came round where his old acquaintances were, they knew what he wanted, and tossed him a coin, and even though he was hungry, he would spend his last cent for rum. I often wish that Uncle Rube would stay out of this mission and try to keep him out, but he came back. He would wait at the lower end of the room when drunk, and when the invitation came to kneel down, he would say, Wait until I get there. Don't you want me? He would come up and kneel down with the rest, nudge them in the ribs, and whisper to them, and get them to laugh and spoil our services. One night I picked him up by the back of his neck and his breeches and took him kicking out of the room, but he was back and kneeling down before I was. As soon as the meeting was dismissed, he would take a seat in the front of the room and never leave until he had tackled every stranger for a coin to get something to eat and a place to sleep. One night a lady from uptown came to our meeting. She did not understand the ways of Water Street, but was greatly interested in Uncle Rube. He was a frail-looking man with pale face and hair white as snow. He generally had on a linen duster in the wintertime and an ulster overcoat in the summertime, something always he could not pawn. It was a roasting hot July night, and this lady came up to me and said, Mr. Hadley, why don't the poor old man take off his overcoat? Perhaps you had better ask him. She stepped forward so graciously and kindly and said, Dear sir, why don't you remove your overcoat? 
He looked up innocently and said, I am afraid to. She thought perhaps he meant that he might take hold and said, What are you afraid of? I am afraid it would walk off. She came back to me with her face crimson and said, I guess I will never ask any more questions on Water Street. One day as I came along in the streetcar, I noticed old Uncle Rube sitting in a vacant doorway, drunk and fast asleep, with the rain pouring down upon him. I said to myself, Poor Uncle Rube, he won't last long. Is there no help for him? That night, just as we were giving the invitation, he came in the door. We were singing, How patient hath my spirit been to follow thee through all thy sin, and seek thy wayward soul to win. My son, give me thine heart. A student from Yale College was with me at the time, and I said, Brother Harrison, go down and bring that old man forward. He came, but oh, how trembling, how different now. He dropped on his knees and cried for mercy. We surrounded him with our arms and our love and our faith. Yes, we remitted his sins. John twenty twenty three, And there, in one moment's time, that poor old drunken tramp, who had been nine times in one institution and nine times in another, and in his seventieth year was born again. From that time to this time, now eleven years, he has not known the taste of drink or even desire for it. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless and praise his holy name. End of chapter 10